Welcome to Feminists Without Mystique, a podcast where we process politics, sex, and the unrelenting fire hose of bullshit in the news through an unapologetically feminist lens. Each week, we begin by venting about the news, go deep on one important issue, call out terrible things happening below the top headlines at a segment called We See You, and then we'll end with something hopeful. And a reminder, if you're enjoying us, to uh, tell your friends, tell your colleagues, tell whoever, um, rate and review. Feel free to follow us on the social meds. We're on the Insta. We're on the Tweet Tweet. We're on the Facebook. Um, yeah, we are Feminist Without Mystique on Instagram and FWM Podcast on the other platforms. So stop on by. Stop on by. Stop on by. Yeah. All righty. <laughs> All right. Britney Spears. Britney Spears is free. Free at last. Um, it's been it's been quite quite a long time, many years, and as as longtime listeners know, we've been <laughs> following the Free Britney movement and are both quite uh, quite pleased that she is finally um, dismissed from her conservatorship, and it's taken way too long, and it's really sad to think about everything that she's she's lost over the years, but. I am feeling I am feeling hopeful for her. It seems from her posts that she's feeling really happy about it. Um and I'm just I'm I'm just excited for her. You know, her life is her own again. Yeah, me too. Um it makes me really happy just to know that she's walking around in the world, able to make her own decisions about everything from getting a credit card to traveling to taking out her IUD. She can she has no one to answer to. And I hope she just cuts off her family fully. Like goodbye, no financial aid, no, mm-hmm. you know, no nothing. And then maybe even like countersues her dad for a bunch of, you know, so that he has to deal be tied up in court for the next few years. Yeah, I want her I want her father to face some consequences. Mm-hmm. He took a lot from her and he gained a lot from doing so. Um, mm-hmm. and he's just such a trash human that I think, uh, and she wants justice too. Like she's, she's not out there being like, I forgive you, daddy. She's pretty much like, yeah, fuck my family for <laughs> letting this happen for so long. Um, yeah. so she'll be able to live her life, have control over her reproductive health, buy sketchers without someone telling her no, yeah. that she can't have the sketchers. Yeah. Did you say the, um, the Netflix um, series called Made, M A I D. No, I want it's on my like my listy list. Yeah, um, but I haven't, I haven't yet. But I really want to. Yeah, it's good. Um, but it just occurred to me now that like there's so many. It's it's a tale of includes some domestic abuse and how hard it is to be poor in America. Lots of that stuff, but it's kind of like a nuanced portrayal of domestic abuse, um, and, or domestic violence. Uh, and I was thinking about that in the context of Brittany, um, just because I think people made a lot of assumptions. I mean, also me included about kind of what her situation was, not that this is a domestic violence situation, but just that when someone is like, um, being kind of like abused in some way. And I feel like this was, this was definitely some sort of abuse, um, abuse of power, financial abuse, um, that, uh, sometimes the person who's the victim is kind of like falls into a state of just, um, 
being kind of like catatonic and not uh, really able to take any real action or say anything. They're just sort Mm -hmm. of in a fugue state. Um, And so I just, it makes me sad to think of how long she was in sort of a state where she just felt totally paralyzed and powerless. And um, the, um, the number of people around her that had to like be kind of okay with this and um, distance her from everyone and really take away all her autonomy. Like it's kind of, it's very like chilling. It's chilling to think of how many people participated in this, um, in the system of keeping her down. Absolutely. Not to mention the literal drugs they would give her. Yeah. <laughs> to make her even more, you know, unclear. And uh, I'm so glad she's out of it. And she can, she could reconnect with people. Yeah. Uh, live Ugh. her fucking life. Yeah. Enjoy her, enjoy her money that she has worked her ass off for. Enjoy her freedom. Mm-hmm. Just like yes. live her, her damn life. You know, yeah. she was robbed of so much and now. She's she's out. She's free. Oh, yeah. I wish her nothing but the best. And she's out there. She's showing her little buns on the Insta. <laughs> she's like, like, yeah, like being told for so like having just everything monitored for so long. I feel like I would be like free my nipples. Yeah. Um, here's my labia. Like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. So here's my labia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm out. I'm free. Here's my lab. <laughs> exactly and yes but in all seriousness i'm very very it it felt it's it's a good win you know yeah there's still issues in the world (laughs) no it's all fixed (laughs) (laughs) but it's you know it's it's one to be to be uh excited about yeah yes and maybe she'll do some advocacy for people who are in conservatorships that shouldn't be you know because there are people i mean think about all the power that she was perceived to have and all and she was stuck in the situation so imagine all the the people who don't have her platform who might be in you know similar situations for today we celebrate Brittany. yes yes and from one wonderful singer to celebrate to another miss taylor swift uh (laughs) Yes, yes. Her re-release of her version of uh, Taylor's version of the Red album, um, which originally came out in 2012, was it? I Around think? then, yeah, I think so. Um, so that she can actually own the rights to this music instead of um, the horrible, that horrible producer, I for- I'm forgetting his name, uh, but who has fucked over a lot of people and is a greedy Scooter. asshole. Yes, Scooter. Braun. Braun. I keep wanting to say Scooter Libby, but that was like a political guy or like a murderer or something. Mm, some per- political murderer. <laughs> today <laughs> we're talking about Scoot Scoot B. <laughs> but today we're, yeah. That's a scooter for another time. This is Scooter Braun. Yes. Um, so very excited for her. And on this album, um, she released other stuff that hadn't been released before, including a 10-minute version Ooh. of all too well oh man if i were going through like any kind of like breakup or heartbreak when this came out i would be Mm. loop 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 (laughs) loop loop in this shit um and yeah i love i really enjoy the 10 minute version it gets it gets deeper and dicier yeah um 
because what i enjoy about her re-releases is it's, is it's like it does it doesn't feel like oh i'm just re-recording the same songs it's like you feel like you're getting mm-hmm. a new perspective even with the ones where she's not doing <laughs> 10 minute versions <laughs> it feels like a grown evolved version mm-hmm. um of it but i enjoyed it and of course the internet's coming for old uh, jakey gyllenhaal yeah um who well. that song is purported to be about yeah um, and he is currently <laughs> dating someone i think 16 years younger than him Ooh, um, what is that amazing lyric on that topic um, yeah it's something about like how she's not usually good at telling jokes but it goes like her she'll her his she'll get older but his lovers will stay her age yep boom 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 shots fired (laughs) (laughs) then like some really like famous people are like give her the scarf back (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's so interesting to think like for her to probably think back um i i like i guess i like thinking about her process in re-releasing this too and um reliving kind of that heartbreak from like you know, almost 10 years ago through the lens of someone who's 10 years older and wiser, but that's mm-hmm. still, you know, to honor that this was a really impactful relationship or an impactful fling or whatever it was. Cause it was only like, even though it was only three months or something really relatively small time wise, that doesn't mean that it's, that it was not intense. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of women, um, we kind of downplay, um, flings or interactions or weird, like non-relationships, that um are short but some of them are the kind of are some of the more impactful things that in a lot of people's lives and um there's a lot that get that you have to unpack from something that's only three months and it sounds like he really gave her a lot to Mm -hmm. um have to process and left her really kind of broken um yeah certainly painted a picture fuck the patriarchy keychain and she made a (laughs) she made like a music a short film Mm -hmm. um for it and there's going to be another one about with a different song um so we're we're here for it um tay swift's i'm a i'm a i'm a fan it's like i feel like she's she's grown and evolved in some neat ways i'm glad that she i remember for a while being like what like take a stand you know mm-hmm. um but i feel like she's I mean, in some ways she's still kind of guarded and you know like i think like the documentary about her i was like i still don't I still feel like there's this veneer but yeah i agree i'm a fan um i'm a swifty <laughs> yeah and i i enjoyed i enjoyed this uh re-release and uh yeah it's some some relatable human experiences for sure and like, I hate like the haters, like the dudes who are like, eh, get over it, or like, mm-hmm. good. All your songs are about like men that you break <laughs> up with, they broke up with you. Like, okay, mm-hmm. a lot of, I feel like most songs are about relationships. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So, <laughs> right, and I'm sorry, but they're all like really catchy in different ways, and mm-hmm. she's really talented. She's a great storyteller. Um, great songwriter mm-hmm. yeah. right and then this she's taking the power back in more ways than one like with mm-hmm. her versions and it's just there are layers that I'm I'm very much about <laughs> yes we are here for her it's like a lasagna yeah layers. exactly <laughs> yeah or a cake Ooh, or a cake or... one of those like pie cakens 
Oh yeah. Just like layers yeah. of pie and cake. <laughs> yeah. They should do that for Great British Bake Off. I dig. They should do that. <laughs> Are you watching this season? I'm not. Um, oh. It would be too I'm so so susceptible to cravings right now <laughs> that it would be a fucking disaster. Um, especially with treats lately. So I I did can't. see a, a story last night. Posted oh, by my dirt cup. You. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it looks thinking... like a DIY dirt cup. Oh, of course. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Yes. Babe on a budget. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I've been thinking about dirt cups a lot lately. <laughs> the past like few weeks, I've been really like thinking about dirt cups, which I haven't had. For those who don't know, mm. a dirt cup um, is a dessert. I think that was popular when we were, you know, in the maybe late nineties, mm-hmm. where it's pudding and Oreo crumbs and gummy worms. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's like the mud and the dirt and the worms, but it's really, it's great. I haven't had one. In, well, I hadn't had one in probably like 15 years, but I was just like, mm, dirt cup sounds really good. Yeah. And so got the ingredients and, uh, had a little dirt cup you and I've got happen. three more pudding cups. So I'm going to have three more dirt cups, Ooh. um, at my own pace. I also have toaster strudels, which I've been, like I have one big treat a day. I'm not trying to, you know. I'm trying to be healthy for the baby, but uh, I'm yeah. dirt cupping and it's great. Yeah. And I want Dunkaroos and I've Ooh. heard that they still exist, but I'm nervous because I had 3D Doritos recently and they mm. weren't, they weren't how I remembered. They weren't as good. They changed them. Oh. I just don't want like, anyway, I don't want that with Dunkaroos. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want that for it. you. <laughs> I want, but if, what if they're still the same, you know? Right. Maybe anyway. have Charlie taste tested or something. <laughs> yeah, that's. I need some sort of precautions in place. Yeah, I'm wildly disappointed. But yeah, dirt cups, y'all. <laughs> still be really your good. Dunkaroo taste tester. <laughs> <laughs> Volunteers tribute. Oh. Yeah, I uh, highly recommend making a dirt cup. Simple. Yeah. It's great. It's it's yummy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I like mixing chocolate with gummies. You know. Yes. When it, with around Halloween, when I ate all the good candy and then had to get more candy um mm. before the trick-or-treaters came i had uh sour patch kids and Kit Kat bar and i would just like take bites of them both at the same time so it was like oh. chocolate covered anyway wow. i'm gonna stop talking about treats because <laughs> otherwise that's gonna be the topic of the episode because i am i've been on one for the past uh, month or so that is uh that's understandable it all happened because of the pie cake in and then i thought they should make that on great british bake off mm. and then i also wanted to just sh- just um express with you together how attractive one of the guys on Great British Bake Off is. Oh um, but you know his name? I could Google him really quick. Yeah, his name is Chiggs. <laughs> C-H-I-G-S. Okay. Chiggs Bake Off. Yeah. Images. It's kind of also a vibe. Like I don't know if the image will do it justice, but Oh no, I, he's he's got charisma. Look at that yeah. smile. Yeah. Well quaffed. Yeah. All right, I'll do some I'll do some more chig chig search later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my own Keep that tab open. <laughs> um. Okay, I really uh, wish we were talking about chigs because that that I means know, we're talking about chigs and dirt cups, not this fucking dirt cup. Dirt bag, yeah. Dirt bag. Yuck. <sighs> Kyle Rittenhouse, Mister Shittenhouse. <laughs> Ooh, good. Um, one. Right. <laughs> So, as I'm assuming pretty much anyone who's listening to this knows, um, there's a trial going on 
for uh, for Mr. Kai Kai, um, who after Jacob Blake was shot seven times, paralyzed by police, um, there were protests in Kenosha and Kyle Rittenhouse, who was 17 at the time, traveled across state lines, but it wasn't like a super far travel, but it was across state lines to Kenosha um, with a gun that he was too young to legally purchase a friend bought it for him he lied and pretended he was an emt um and he said he was there to to protect protect businesses um Mm. and so he went strapped with his ar-15 to uh to allegedly protect some businesses but he ended up being someone who murdered two people Mm -hmm. and uh injured and shot another one um Mm -hmm. So here we are today as the the jury is deliberating. Today was the first day of deliberations after closing and it um they didn't come to any conclusion yet. Um mm-hmm. but there's gosh, where where do we want to begin? Do we want to start with who he shot? Do we want to start with the charges he's facing? I mean Yeah. Hmm. What about well, what about a just a quick reminder too that this was all in relation to the um shooting of Jacob Blake. Mm-hmm. Um this all sort of started the protest started in Kenosha after um an officer shot uh Jacob Blake in the back eight times? Six I think it was times? seven. Seven. <laughs> eight, six, somewhere <laughs> in the middle, seven times in the back, and um he ended up paralyzed. Um, from the waist down for life and that that officer is facing um was is facing no charges totally let off on that um and people were really uh upset at that point i don't think it was clear that jacob blake had survived um his his, so there was just widespread outrage because the video was circulating online and this Mm -hmm. was in the wake of george floyd um so it was kind of a tinderbox um in and tensions were high in Kenosha. Uh, so at the time that Kyle, who doesn't live in Kenosha, um, kind of arrived on the scene, it was late. It was like midnight-ish. Um, there weren't, it's not that the protests were really happening. It was more just like groups of people kind of out. And it's obviously like more of a dangerous time to sort of be roaming around um, anyway. And there was police all over the place um and there's lots of um video footage of police chatting with Kyle Rittenhouse and giving him a water bottle and saying like we appreciate you we really do you know meaning like we appreciate the you kind of renegade cosplay cops um who are kind of on our side here um and so there was a obvious vibe between these like dudes who are not cops who are acting as enforcers and it's very threatening obviously if you see someone with a a with a rifle or like an ar-15 or you know one of those long barrel guns as we'll learn um you know walking around it's incredibly threatening and also tough to tell in some cases because a lot of these guys have the paramilitary gear it's hard to tell kind of who is a cop, who isn't, or is this person national guard or is this person a fucking white supremacist weirdo? Anyway, um, this was kind of all happening, uh, in the lead up to, um, 
the incident that led to Kyle Rittenhouse um, shooting and killing two two people and it um, seriously injuring another for a little additional yeah. background. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, he had that AR fifteen, um, and as the as the prosecution noted, um, there were. Lots of people there who were armed that night, but no one else shot anybody. Um, and if you're going, when you're lying about being an EMT and you're going and you're saying you're there to protect businesses, why do you need an AR-15? Again, not not clear on that. Um, so he, the first person that he killed was Joseph Rosenbaum. Um, and <clears throat> there was, um, basically the, the big question of the, of the trial is, you know, was Kyle Rittenhouse acting in self-defense in these three instances, mm-hmm. um, with Joseph Rosenbaum, there were allegedly, he made some verbal threats. He wasn't armed. Kyle said that he was trying to grab his rifle, um, when and then there's there's overhead video and in the first when the first shot is fired um joseph rosenbaum wasn't in arm's reach um and then when he was and also the the gun was strapped to kyle's body um and then joseph rosenbaum was falling to the ground um at that point his we'll later learn his pelvis was fractured and then kyle kept firing at him um and killed him by shooting him in the back so it's not <clears throat> the it sounds like with Wisconsin law Kyle just has to have been in fear for his life or believed he was going to be killed or seriously hurt but one he wasn't in arm's reach when the first shot was fired and two he was on the ground um and shot in the back after that mhm so I mean, I am not on the jury and I'm not a legal expert, (laughs) Um, but to me, that even if Joseph Rosenbaum was verbally threatening um, Kyle Rittenhouse, that series of events to me doesn't, doesn't paint a picture of someone who was going to kill or could have killed Kyle Rittenhouse in the the way that those events transpired. Agree. Agree. And yeah. It, yes, I totally agree. Yes, and for that um for that uh murder, well I I call it murder, well alleged murder. Um Kyle Rittenhouse is facing uh first degree reckless homicide. Um for for that particular because he's facing there are like four different counts he's facing um in connection with the different shootings that he did Um, Mm -hmm. so joseph was the one who who set it all off um and there was debate with the video of whether kyle was chasing him chasing joseph rosenbaum or just running in the same direction um Mm -hmm. Or what? And, you know, it's kind of like a roar shock test. I feel like what you see from that video. Mm-hmm. Um, but he wasn't going around trying to provide 
EMT services. Not that he was qualified to. Right. Um, he was playing vigilante baby cop. Right. Right. Uh, it, Rosenbaum was uh, someone who I think had had um, mental health issues and mm-hmm. had been released from a hospital earlier in the day, I believe that's, and was sort of carrying around, I think like in a bag, like what he had been released with from the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, is a fact that is I relevant only in that maybe this is, this is someone that was being an agitator in a, in a way that, caused Kyle to maybe be more on edge but it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't at all um indicate that this you know it, it didn't indicate that this person needed to be gunned down I mean and, mm-hmm. and it's one of those this just it's a broader thing that we've talked about many times but if he didn't if Kyle didn't have a gun you know he wouldn't have, this wouldn't have happened in this way. It wouldn't have gone down this way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you either run or you, maybe you get into some sort of weird f- fist altercation, but like you are not pointing a deadly rifle at someone and shooting them down. Right. Shooting them multiple times. And there was someone, um, someone who testified, um, I believe was, yeah, who was a Marine. Kyle Rittenhouse tried to join the Marine Corps and was, um, not allowed but this person um said that basically that joseph rosenbaum was like acting erratically and he said he was acting crazy or something like that but that he wasn't a threat um and that he was kind of shouting things and then they basically just ignored him and he went away Mm -hmm. um so and you know it wasn't there weren't it didn't seem that there are other people perceiving this person to be a threat and he it was also um one not armed and two physical stature he's only five foot four um which you know you can be threatening at any at any size but just kind of painting the full picture mm-hmm. of it's it sounds like basically what was happening is he was maybe loud um right but. right like would, would other reasonable people in that type of a situation fear for their life uh, in such a way that if you did have a gun, which again, like you shouldn't, I, I, I feel that we are all safer when there are not guns around for, especially mm-hmm. for fucking 17 year olds who shouldn't have them. But like, was this a life threatening situation in which self-defense was required? I, I do feel like the answer was very clearly no. Uh, like you say, yeah. it's a Rorschach test there. Yeah. And he, I mean, also like the second shot, you know, right. Hmm. Even if, and I don't think either shot was um, necessary for self-defense, but I feel like that second shot, especially, like, you fall into the ground, shot in the back. Mm-hmm. Anytime that you're killed by being shot in the back, there are um, there are questions about what's what's the threat here. Yeah. Um, and then Kyle went and shot and killed Anthony Huber, or Huber. Um, Kyle said that Anthony hit him with a skateboard, um and that's why he feared for his life with Anthony who also didn't have a um weapon other than a skateboard which is certainly if you were 
trying to severely injure someone's escape where you could, but Kyle Rittenhouse had a gun. And mm-hmm. um, at that point, and also people felt like they were um, trying to stop an active shooter. Right. They had seen him gun down Rosenbaum. And Mm -hmm. there was a group of people who were like, that's him. Get him, basically. Like, he, this Mm -hmm. man has been shot and is bleeding. And I think there's, like, a lot, in that instance, there's a huge, like, there's an activation that kind of happens. Mm -hmm. Um, So that, yeah, so I think that at that point, a crowd of, or a few protesters or people were moving aggressively towards him. So, Mm -hmm. again, I understand that everyone's adrenaline's pumping, but, um, and obviously you don't want to, you know, I'm not condoning hitting someone with a skateboard generally, but also he just shot someone in the street, shot someone down and like, you know, this is so, so what, what ensued was, was what I believe to be a range of reasonable reactions by bystanders, Mm -hmm. which is to apprehend for the cops an active shooter. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony was there with his girlfriend. Um, and you know, she said that he was trying to go and and help basically. Um, Mm -hmm. and again, Kyle Rittenhouse shot him. And, but the question is, is it believably self-defense? Was he in fear for his life? Um, and that's where the jury, I mean, I feel very strongly that he shouldn't have been there at all and he shouldn't have had a gun. But it's hard to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he wasn't in fear for his life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think his actions were valid. And I think if the law were just, he would be um, convicted for all three of these um, shootings. But the jury has to decide is, well, if Anthony was running at him and, you know, but it's like you have a gun and he has a skateboard. Um, yeah. You know, it's... It's uh, a little little dicey there. And that the self-defense laws in Wisconsin seem a little murky. Like, mm-hmm. it seems like you are permitted to uh, you know, self-defense. You're allowed to, you know, respond with self-defense unless you were the one provoking the violence. Um, there's right, which different- you could argue. <laughs> Right, which I feel like there's a very good argument that, you know, you coming in here with your gun and, you know, you're you're the one who shot, was shooting your fucking gun. That's mm-hmm. that's provocation there. Um, there are different legal standards in different states where they talk about unreasonable self-defense versus perfect self-defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you – and then there's, like, the shades of gray. If you believe you are in danger – whether or not you are self-defense mm-hmm. might be warranted it's kind of similar to um the charge being um the legal standard for robbing like for instance if you're robbed at gunpoint um you if someone says i have a gun um they're inflicting emotional pain and trauma in a similar similarly to if they actually had a gun whether or not you see the gun if someone says they have a gun Mm-hmm. That's the that that at that point the charge is the same for that person because they said they had one. You're fearing for your life at that point. Um, so whether or not you do have a gun, there's a, like legally, I think the self defense standard holds up. Um, 
happened to happen. Happened to know that because I was robbed at gunpoint. Didn't have a gun, so couldn't respond uh, by pulling a gun out. But, um, you know, I think that there's – so there's all these different, like, layers to uh, – to self-defense and when it is appropriate, which is obviously, which is one of the things that really makes this, um, a difficult case. And I, I think, and we, we said before recording, I, I, I have a very ill feeling in my stomach that I think he's gonna certainly with the most serious charges, but like, like, I, I think that he's going to get off, um, or he's, he will not be convicted for the most serious charges, um, Mm -hmm. due to the, vagaries of of self-defense right and that the shooting of the the murder in my opinion opinion, Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. anthony huber is the most serious charge he's facing it's the first degree intentional homicide charge versus joseph rosenbaum it's the first degree reckless homicide charge um and the one thing is that the the jurors do have the option of finding um Kyle Rittenhouse guilty of lesser charges um, if they agree upon that instead which isn't always the case it's often you either convict for this charge or nothing um but they could choose to convict for second degree intentional homicide or first degree reckless homicide instead of that first degree intentional homicide for um Anthony Huber um but basically to accept the self-defense claim the jury has to find that Kyle believed that there was an unlawful threat to him and that the amount of force he used was reasonable and necessary. Um, which oh, I man. don't oh, man. think is the case here. Um, it's and ex- like you said, it's a- like he, it, it really feels like he's the agitator, you know, in, yeah. In my opinion, he's uh, the agitator. All these other people are are also they're they're agitating mm-hmm. potentially by being around a volatile situation where there's tensions between cops and protesters. But he is the one running around with an AR-15 that no one asked him to be. No one out. He he doesn't even live anywhere nearby, so it's not like his personal property is in need of protection. Um, he is, and, and I find it very hard to believe, and I think Tre- Trevor Noah made this point really well, that it, it's not like he's just activated by this, like, good doobie citizen, um, you know, wanting to protect people's property, like Mr. Wholesome. No, it's like you're looking for a fight. You are looking for conflict, and you are bringing a deadly weapon, um, <laughs> like a weapon of war, frankly. Um, and it is it, it continues to be sickening that there that self-defense charges, you know, you're allowed to claim self-defense when you have chosen to come into a situation with a deadly weapon. Like if you bring it, it's probably going to, you'll probably think it's necessary. If you don't have it, it isn't going to be necessary. No matter what happens, suddenly you're not there with a, with an assault rifle. Um, one thing that, uh, or actually I'm just dying to get to the judge. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> but I feel like there's more to say on all that what we've been saying. Uh well, I mean, so there's there's Gage. Gage uh Gross Krauts, who was mm. the third person shot. Um yes, yes. who was an actual paramedic. <laughs> yeah. Who um he survived. Um he was shot in the arm. He was running in the direction 
of um, Kyle Rittenhouse because he was, again, an actual um, paramedic and Kyle was running around shooting people and pretending to be a medical in the EMT. Yeah, mm-hmm. those, those EMTs, I love running around shooting people. Um, and so that being should paramedic, be charged, frankly. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Just it's, I know they feel like there there are more charges that I, I think could be <laughs> could be levied, could be thrown at the fucking uh-huh. kid. Um, but yeah, so Gage was follow, you know, was going in the direction of Kyle Rittenhouse because I, you know, he was so far the body count was two. Um, and this is a paramedic, somebody who's trained to help people who are injured or shot, and he was there he said to be as a paramedic and a legal observer mm-hmm. um he's also the only one who had a gun um mm-hmm. the only person that Kyle Rittenhouse shot that had a gun um so he said that Gage said that he thought that Kyle Rittenhouse was an active shooter um and he did have a gun and he drew his um drew his gun to be ready in case um Kyle Rittenhouse was going to do something and then of course Kyle Rittenhouse did shoot him but I feel like you have the hardest case against yeah. self-defense with this one because he did have a gun and it was pointed it was at out Kyle Rittenhouse, so <laughs> yeah. you know I don't I think that I believe that Gage was had good intentions but um since he did have a gun that was out it's hard the threat level is a little more clear is a little clearer uh, yeah, or I would understand nothing or a skateboard um right. you know right you can, can kind of see that um and then the the charge um the charges for that shooting are attempted first degree intentional homicide um and then there's another there are other charges he faces first degree recklessly and endangering safety um and that was for endangering two people who had shots fired toward them, but were not hit. Um, Richard McGinnis and one other individual. So those are those are the charges. There was also a a gun charge that was dismissed on a technicality. Um, yeah, which, which we just like you know the technicality we. Uh, I think this was also a before before we recorded, but I we're just thinking we're musing that um, in these situations when it becomes clear that there's some sort of like extremely frustrating technicality, can we like all collectively decide to just fix the law so that this technicality doesn't exist again? Like mm-hmm. it, this was thrown out, this charge was thrown out, this misdemeanor weapons charge um, because it only applies to short-barreled guns versus long-barreled guns, and Kyle had a long-barreled gun. Even though, you know, his gun was obtained illegally. His friend, who was of age, got it for him. You know, it was he, – he shouldn't have had the gun, and yet there's – this minor weapons charge doesn't – isn't applicable to him through this, like, bullshit technicality. Anyway, like, can we fix that, please? I'm not going to mm-hmm. go crazy saying, like, well, it should have applied to him anyway. I get it. It's the way the law is written, but, like – Let's just fix that moving forward, shall we? Yeah. Like, I get that in this case, it is within the law to dismiss that charge, but (laughs) he illegally acquired the gun. You know, it just feels like, yeah, you know, like the crux of this whole thing is this kid shouldn't have had a gun. Yeah. Um, He was in no way uh, apt with it. And uh, he also, okay, 
I don't think when he when he took the stand, did you believe the tears or the tear? Uh, no, no. The only the only reason I thought it could have come authentically is like when if if for one hot second he realized that oh shit like I actually I'm in court for like murder. I'm in trouble I'm in trouble I'm a little mm-hmm. boy who's in trouble not that but I don't want to minimize he's he's fucking he's 18 at this point or like but I am like a young adult who is in a potentially in a lot of trouble and so the tear might have come from that but concern I don't concern with himself selfish concern yeah not concern yeah, or like, over, I'm or, caught mm-hmm not Ooh, care for uh, the people that whose lives he ended and the um, concern for the victims. Yes, which we will call them. We'll um, yeah. <laughs> and he he was photographed like earlier in, I think, January 2021 at a bar wearing a free as fuck mm-hmm. shirt. Shirt that mm-hmm. says free as fuck on it. He just doesn't strike me <laughs> as someone with any kind of remorse. I think he like he's painting himself as the hero and he did what he had to do, mm-hmm. um, which, mm, which he, he didn't. You he know? didn't. And there's um, there are things that have come out that the judge didn't allow to be presented as um, to the to the jury. Um, one of them was in August 2020. Um, there's a video of Kyle Rittenhouse and a friend inside a car watching as people who Kyle believes are looters. They leave a CVS store and Kyle Rittenhouse says his, he says he wished he had his rifle so he could shoot at them. Mm-hmm. Um, which feels relevant to me. I'm not the judge. Uh, it certainly paints a picture. Um, oh, and the mm-hmm. photos of him in the, uh, there are photos of him posing with members of the proud boys after mm-hmm. that's when he was wearing the, the shirt. I believe the free as fuck shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a video of him hitting a girl who was fighting with his sister in June 2020. None um, of these things the judge determined to be relevant to this case, which I right. think I feel like is ridiculous. Particularly the one where he's saying he wished he had his rifle so he could shoot at looters. Yep. That feels V relevant <laughs> to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um... So again, I'm not, I'm not judgy judge over here. I'm judging, but yeah, I'm oh, I'm judging. But no one, no one gave me the right. This is the court of podcasting, so uh, exactly. we'll do Our what we opinions. want. People's court. <laughs> um, but yeah, that felt very, um, very relevant. Yeah, it did. You it know, did. to explicitly say you wish you could shoot at people you believe to be looters, and then you go and shoot yeah. people who. Anyway, it just feels <laughs> feels really real to me, but what do I know? Well, and I think it's relevant. I mean, it's relevant for a lot of reasons also because it, all these things, all the things that you named happened within like months, if not, you know, maybe maximum a year of within this shooting of you know, his own shooting. So it's not like this was, oh, we're bringing up some footage of bullying from 13, from age 13 or whatever. Like this is relative, this is pretty recent. I think it's pretty fresh. Um, but that's not all that the judge sort of, the judges had a lot of sketchy moments, big and small, um, throughout the, throughout the case. Um, certain things people felt like were more, more of a big deal than others or certainly like, you know, 
there were reactions. Um, I think one of the more egregious, because it's an actual, you know, again, one of those things that's really relevant to the trial um, was uh, Judge Schroeder saying that victims is a loaded word and alleged victims is a cousin to that. That's his his words. Um, So he he is was not going he did not allow um, the attorneys to refer to the people who had been murdered by Kyle Rittenhouse um, as victims. Um, none of the people who were shot and the two that were killed um, were allowed to be referred to as victims in front of the jury. And they also weren't allowed to use the, the phrase alleged victim. Um, but they could be referred to as looters, rioters, or arsonists if the evidence showed showed that by the end of the trial, which I have an issue with because it's like, well, we know that they're victims as of the beginning of the trial. Mm-hmm. We don't know that they were looters, rioters, or arsonists at any point. And is that going to be really part of the trial? Even if it is like you're permitting it, you're pre-permitting those words to be used, but you are immediately ruling out victim, which is like broadly confirmed. (laughs) Right. And it's like the point, his point being like, oh, if it's a self-defense trial, you're, you know, um, if you're saying that they're victims then you're basically saying it wasn't self-defense, but like not even alleged victims, if you're going by that logic. Right. Um, and then, yeah, again, how do you how do you prove then that they were rioters and why? Why is um, that like allowed in advance? You know, right. Like, I guess you could prove someone was an arsonist if you had a video of them lighting a fire. Right. Um, but even it's just why. It, why are you going? I If you're going to say you can't call them victims, why can't you call them alleged victims? And why are you allowing the rioters language when that's not really a clearly defined thing? Right. Um, you know, so there, so that had like, I think, lasting implications for the trial. But this judge also, you know, he ret- referred to the Bible. He was babbling on and on about um, amplifying texts. This was another thing that was relevant to the trial. Um, he agreed with the defense that they couldn't zoom in on footage because it unfairly altered the image to zoom, which is like really weird to me because like amplifying imagery... <laughs> is not altering what's portrayed unless you're, I mean, like maybe technically, no, altering is changing the image. It's not altered. It's enhanced. If Mm -hmm. it's zoomed in, maybe it's more grainy and in that way altered from what the eye originally saw. But everyone knows how to pinch and zoom on your phone. And what is the point of all this like surveillance technology if you're not going to be like employing it in court when asked? Like, unless it's just like we just pick and choose when we use the surveillance technology. And I think we all know who ends up on the raw end of that deal. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was sort of frustrating. And the fact that he just like decided to describe, um, he kind of went and was like, well, I get texts and then I screenshot them and I email them to myself if I want to read them, like in a, if I want to read them later or if it's bigger and just like, again, we're treated to um, (laughs) this is a different issue, but there's just, the, the people who are of a certain age, judges, senators, <clears throat> you know, just people who are, I think, past their past their capacity to, to judge, judge fairly if you can't really figure out um, if you're basing the use of surveillance footage on um, the way that you use your own phone and your own phone, like zoom in on text messages. And that's actually something you're sharing with like the whole court. Um just seems like one of those uh, 
like one of those moves that's just not professional and not um, in keeping with the fact that you're um, you're presiding over a murder trial here. No one cares like what your phone text size is or what your experience with screenshotting texts and sending them. That's not relevant. And like, it sucks that everyone had to entertain that bullshit. Um, his phone went off at one point during the, uh, during the hearing. Um, I read somewhere that it was Lee Greenwood's God bless the USA, which Trump, um, comes out to, um, when he's at different rallies. Um, at one point it looks like there was, um, footage of him flipping through a, um, a catalog pamphlet, like during the, uh, during the, um, hearings, um, he was really hostile to the prosecutors, um, a number of times, just like getting kind of getting into like shouting matches with them, um, Mm -hmm. which feels inappropriate. Um, so that sort of hostility made it seem like he was pretty obviously biased. And then he also downplayed the, um, white supremacist hand signals that, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse had, um, was using like, and I think it was the, was it the free as fuck photo? I forget, but a photo of him with law enforcement and they're all doing the white supremacist, like sideways. Okay. Handsome, um, hand signal. And at this point, um, we all know what that is. And I'm so tired of, um, people being like, that's not what it is. Like it's incredibly dangerous. It's a hate signal. It's like, they may as well have a swastika on. That's, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we, we know what it is at this point. <laughs> yeah. So that's all the judge. That's what the judge is setting this tone. Like, ah. Yeah. It's like the only, the, the moves he made that I agree with would, like, if he had not made them, would have been, I feel like, mistrial worthy. Like, there was a potential juror who made a, a blatantly racist joke. Um, mm to a police officer the police officer reported it to the judge and the judge dismissed him um it was yeah it was an awful joke about um shooting jacob blake Hmm. and then the fact that joseph rosenbaum had a criminal history um some pedophilia charges and the judge said that that couldn't be um included which Mm -hmm why in the world could it be it has no fucking relevance because kyle written i mean people who are defending kyle rittenhouse like they got he got a criminal off the streets he didn't know that man he could have been a fucking eagle scout um hero (laughs) you know there's no there's no world in which that's relevant so yeah it's shouldn't have been included but i feel like including that or keeping that the juror with the blatantly like racist joke on would have just been so evidently mistrial worthy um and the the situation when he had any discretion it felt like it was against the prosecution right precisely i mean and he there were lots of people that have said in articles like that he's he's a good judge and he's fair and he just like brings his own personality and he's quirky ho ho but it quirky. does yeah it freaks me out that there are so many like quirky judges of a certain age and uh you know experience you know just kind of folksy white men who are of a certain age and they get to be quirky i guess if we're using that really really nice um very forgiving umbrella term for all of this um so yeah that's really frustrating and 
at the same time that there's like people, of course, Fox News and other people saying like, oh, it should be a miss, you know, this should be a mistrial because the prosecutors were doing, um, I don't even remember exactly what the complaint specifically was for why it should be a mistrial um, on because of prosecutor behavior. That feels like more Fox News territory than I was willing to kind of go after. But um, at the same time that this trial is going on, there's the Ahmad Aubrey trial happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and the prosecutors, uh, or I believe, no, it would be the defense, um, the defense argued that there should be a mistrial. I believe that happened today because um, they said that it the jury was unfairly biased because Ahmaud Aubrey's mother was silently weeping in like, you know, one area of the court. It's like, no, I'm sorry. That's And thankfully that was dismissed. Like that would be ridiculous if it was entertained. But it is like they thought that that was even legally like they were going to actually try that. Like you thought that you might get away with that move. That's – Mm. Anyway, just mom's crying, so mm, should probably start over. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. So, but you know, happening uh, on the other side of the country, but also relevant because that was, um, pretty much. I mean, yeah, that was feels like a modern day lynching. That was definitely yeah. It was a fucking execution. Yeah. So, Um. um. Gosh, what else is is there anything? I mean, there's uh, tabs, tabs, tabs on my in my head. <laughs> tabs on tabs on tabs. Tabs on tabs. Oh, oh, I did like or I appreciated that on the BBC they had their headline for this: Kyle Rittenhouse jury to decide fate of U.S. teen gunman. Because I was just sort of like. Yeah, that is what this is. Yep. And that's a better Factor. headline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, checks out. Um, <laughs> oh, one thing I wanted to mention, just because I was like, the audacity, what is this? <laughs> Are we... Mm, the, the defense um, in defending Kyle Rittenhouse... Um, said ladies and gentlemen other people in this community have shot somebody seven times and it's been found to be okay my client did it four times a direct direct call to jacob blake being shot seven times by the police and the police not facing any um consequences the for it like the layers and the the levels of audacity in that are could be their own um episode like Uh, you really want to okay um i just i found that fucking absurd um because one i mean not only is it a completely different situation um but do you need to like bring up and justify the Jacob Blake shooting right now? <laughs> yeah. Is that That's rich. Is that necessary? Uh sir, I don't I don't think it is. Mm. Um Yeah, not the not the same situation. And also Kyle Rittenhouse isn't. I mean, I don't the, the cops who shot Jacob Blake, I don't should have faced charges and should be in jail. Right. Um but it's also like Kyle Rittenhouse isn't a police officer even you know he's no what are let's not do this 
absurd. No. Like, why would you even say that? It's been found to be okay. <laughs> as if, like, the number of times you shoot is, like, the only parameter with right. which you can make any kind of decision. Oh, yes, he did only shoot four, not seven. And seven's yeah. okay. So this is okay, too. Dismissed. Yeah. Like, yeah. what? why are you even like, using oh, your breath on this? Point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that is true. Seven <laughs> is more than four. Hmm. Compelling. Compelling. Hadn't thought about it, but really gave me a lot to think about there. Yeah. A lot to think about. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Almost twice as many times. <laughs> so this must be okay. <laughs> the, woof. Ugh. God. All right. All yeah. right. All right. <laughs> Shit in house. <laughs> Shit in house. Yeah, we'll see if we'll see what happens. I hope he gets convicted on something. Yeah. Um, At this point, that feels like all we can really hope for. Yeah, I was actually glad to see that the judge was allowing lesser charges on all counts because that makes me feel like it's more likely he'll get charged with something. Um, right. So we'll see. And I also thought it was weird that like Kyle Rittenhouse like chose the jurors out of a hat. Yes, I don't yes, know. I I'm just, so glad you brought I, that up. That was weird. I just thought it was weird as fuck. Like it's so because there were 18 jurors, and then you randomly select um, the jurors who will actually be on the jury to mm -hmm. make the decision. And they had like Kyle Rittenhouse like pull the numbers out, and it just it felt so weird to me. I'm like, there are so many ways you can do a random number thing and like to have him pull it just made it seem like a some kind of game yeah i don't know lottery just, for your life <laughs> yeah i'm like is this normal no this that's a thing done it seems no. weird to me it seems very fucking weird and like why why are we having him like oh and the lucky number okay like mm, no eh, weird vibes not not here for it no, it's not normal, and um, there were a couple of places that were like, "This is an unusual step." And then there, the optics of that, plus um, combined with uh, Kyle Rittenhouse again, not handcuffed, um, but and uh, he's he's in for a murder charge, um, m multiple murder charges, but he's not sitting in the court handcuffed, and he was actually, you know, standing directly behind the judge while they all watched when the screen like a, a tv was rolled in so that they could watch some of the footage of different things and he's standing right behind the judge in this way where it's like oh we're all just we're all just people here palling around watching a video and i i and it was pointed out just you know that it had it been a different type of person um they would not be afforded that same freedom to just roam around and be right next to the judge and pick their own um pick like 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 a lottery system pick the jurors um kyle rittenhouse um let me just actually pull this up so i get it fully right because kyle rittenhouse was um released on bail after uh two million dollars was raised on kickstarter by his Ugh. supporters meanwhile um and public citizen and a few other people pointed out Khalif Browder um, was arrested for allegedly stealing a backpack, and he was jailed because he couldn't afford $3,000 bail. He committed suicide after three years with no trial. Um, and Kyle Rittenhouse, meanwhile, arrested for killing two people with an AR-15, um, and the right wing raised $2 million for his bail, which is why he was released and able to be, quote, free as fuck this whole last year. I mean, there, there are 
when people get upset about the justice system for so many reasons, they are they are right. And it is so wildly fucked up. But the fact that just because you can get, you know, people riled up on a Kickstarter I mean, to, to post your $2 million bail, you're allowed to be free. Whereas if you don't have the resources for a $3,000 bail, you're stuck at Rikers for three years is, is something that is just beyond disgusting. And we should be ashamed. We really should be. Yeah. I, I concur. <laughs> Sometimes the rage is just like, ah! the rage. Oh man. All right. Well, that's that. <laughs> Fingers crossed for a little bit of justice here. Not hopeful. Anyway, happy early Thanksgiving. <laughs> and now for we see you. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> yeah. Who comes up regularly. A, a regular, um, if you will. A friend of the show. <laughs> um he he, he was questioning now? whether Vice President Harris is really from the United States. Wow. Um low even for him. I know. He's saying it's because she went to high school in Canada. Um <laughs> and he said the one thing we know for sure about about um about her is we should all be very very grateful to have her because she's historic for reasons that no one ever explains um what i think you know about the first woman the first woman of color the first south asian (laughs) the first black american to hold the vice presidency Um, yeah yeah all those things yeah (laughs) historic whatever (laughs) um and he's like but there's a lot we don't know about her most people probably don't know that she really grew up in canada um, she's not from this country in that sense, where she's certainly also from Canada. Um, <laughs> so wow. she was born and raised in the San Francisco Bay Area. She did go to high school in Montreal after her mom um, got a job there. And Tucker Carlson, BT Dubs, uh, did attend a boarding school in Switzerland. Wow. So Tucker is he from here? <laughs> Tucker? Yeah. Tucker. Are you even from here? Um, uh, last year because uh, apparently he's done this before last year he said that she doesn't know american history because she went to high school in canada mm. and said has questioned whether or not she can identify as black wow um, okay so lots of hot takes from tucker oh. um Yes, she is really from the United States, even if she spent a few years in Canada. It doesn't mm-hmm. doesn't negate it. Um, mm-hmm. Tucker, uh, Swiss boarding school Carlson. Yeah, wow. doesn't negate it, and it's it feels a little racist the whole not from here thing. I mean, granted, it's Canada, so he's trying to like you know it's Canada. Um, also, I feel like it's been done before. I don't know yeah. if. Uh... It's I feel like it's been done before. He purposefully mispronounces her name. She, right. He's questioned whether she can identify as black. He mocks the historic nature of her of her office, of her being in that position. Um, he's just such a sniveling little idiot. I can't with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, yeah, she is really from here, even if she spent some years in Montreal. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't, doesn't erase all the American years from your life. No, um, it does not. And I'm sure she learned, she probably learned more about America being educated in Canada than she would have if she were here. Um, right. TBH. And she also did have a lot of schooling in the United States as well, just <laughs> for the record. So, 
Um, oh we God. see you to Tucker Carlson again and again and again. Um, oh God, again and again and again. It's what he. It's he's just always out here flapping his stupid little gums, saying the awful shit. He really and, is. Uh, yeah. No. No regard for the truth. He just. It's like he loves just hearing himself talk. Right. Mm-mm. Right. <sighs> We know we, yeah. <laughs> just like collective silence for the frustration of, well, he also, I mean, the New York times did a great long daily about this a while back where they were like, they just dug right into Tucker Carlson. They were kind of like, who has he been and who is he really? And why has he made such an extreme shift? Cause he wasn't always this extreme or at least publicly he wasn't. I mean, he was kind of seen as more of a mainstream conservative with some dignity and values um but he's really leaned into like authoritarianism and trumpism and it does seem like it's coming from very cynical um career-centric place like bill there was an opening after bill o'reilly and he was like that's me that's my it's my time to shine i'm gonna become the worst version of myself Mm -hmm. yeah so i think it's almost worse than someone who i think doesn't actually have a brain at all like um alex jones who i think is just like a really like stupid and bad Whereas I think Tucker Carlson is smart and and evil, um, he knows what he's saying is wrong, and he's happy. He's fine. He's fine saying it. Whereas, yeah, he's openly I... admitted that he like lies. Yes, yes, air. he said. If it doesn't sound as good, he doesn't say it. Okay, yeah. let's but, get this yeah, guy. His fans show. are still <laughs> ah, Tucker. God, he's single handedly whipping everyone up on critical race theory. Anyway, all right. We see you. We God, we see you every fucking week. We see you every day. Every day. Um well Louis DeJoy is also a frequent we see you. You know, I I don't want to have to think about the mail, the USPS. (laughs) Um, but anyway, Katie Porter, who is amazing, um, Congresswoman, uh had an a House Oversight Commuting Act committee hearing actually today and she um ran through the results of an audit that um basically and she used her whiteboard to whiteboard and her interviewing skills to talk about how how steep the decline in service at the post office has been just over the past year since uh louis DeJoy took over as postmaster general um she said uh, at one point, I'm, quote, I'm a professor and I used to do a lot of grading and 92% is widely considered an A minus, 80% is considered hanging on to the lowest possible B, and 60% is at best a D minus. Um, and she describes how, how the post office is doing uh, as, as D minus level. She says uh, the... Postal Service delivers 48% of the world's mail. It's an institution. It's a civic treasure. And we let it get all the way to D minus level. Um, and on-time mail del- delivery has plummeted. Uh, veterans are forced to wait longer for prescriptions. Seniors are scrambling to pay bills without their social social security checks. Communities feel less com- connected. And this is all because, you know, Louis DeJoy is still um, in power. Uh, and again, I, I will just bring up because I, I still feel like it's one of those things that to harp on this man has millions of dollars in stock at ups which is like such a grotesque conflict of conflict of interest he should never have been allowed to take this position um he has he decommissioned uh, like hundreds of different voting voting machines and sorting centers um right before the 2020 election in the middle of a pandemic the man is just like downright dickensian evil so Mm -hmm. you know it can't be said enough 
it just needs to continue to be harped on. I'm really glad that Katie Porter destroyed him um, with her whiteboard. Um, and we see you to Louis DeJoy. We see you. He's just a continuous pile of shit. He's very cartoon villain. He is. He really is. Just how is he still why are we still allowing i don't know all right sliding over to eric clapton um oh okay i know right i didn't realize (laughs) until i realized until you realized um so for apparently last year i didn't realize this happened um he wrote a song comparing covid lockdowns to slavery Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know wow. that either. And that's just, we're not, that's not even the, what I had initially uh, was going to talk about him. But I, I saw that when I was looking at the other stuff and was like, coming in hot. Right, worth a mention, uh, clappy clap. Um, he's super anti vax, uh, apparently. Mm. He announced recently he was funding, there's this anti vaccine band, which is just oh, like, God. okay. It's called Jam for Freedom. Oh, wow. uh it's it's a group of uk musicians that plays in public spaces and they they spread anti you know vaccine messages and songs um and they had a an online fund like a gofundme to help pay for um transportation gas and legal fees because their car their bus broke down and then eric clapton donated a thousand pounds to it and then reached out to them directly and let them borrow his car and then just like bought them a new bus. Um, <sighs> and it's just like super into, he's super into the anti-vax thing. Wow. He pledged only to perform where fans would not be required to be vaccinated. Mm. Um, so he's done a lot of, a lot of performances in indoor venues in red States. And in Austin, he posed for photos with Greg Abbott, the Texas governor, who, as we know, is not, he's anti-vax, anti-voting rights, and very, very anti-choice. So yeah, Eric Clapton's kind of a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't, didn't know that, you know, it's, to be fair, I don't have like a Google alert on Eric Clapton, but um, he's really, uh, he's really coming out as like a anti-vaxxer kind of guy. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, throwing money at the at the quote unquote cause. Um, God. <laughs> yeah. So oh, it's too bad, Clappy Clap. Um, yeah. We see you, Eric Clapton. Like just <laughs> ugh, gross. Yeah. You've disappointed us. <laughs> we really see you there. Yeah. Huh. I'm really okay. glad my mom didn't name me Layla because she had thought about it. Oh, on the yeah. Eric Clapton song. Big yeah. Clapton fan. <laughs> oh, Layla. Huh. I'm just like, I'm trying to picture you as a Layla. And I'm, you can't picture can't. me as anything human right now. I'm for those who can't see me, everyone. I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a jammy moo moo. And oh. uh, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's, it's a great a vibe. vibe. It's very comfortable. <laughs> That's what you need. That's what you need. That is what I need. Anyway, we see you, Eric. We Clapping. see you, Eric. Yeah. Um, so my we see you is, uh, to all people who, who online bully, um, just like random other humans online who are posting like recipes 
is kind of it. Yeah. Um, because this has happened a couple of times recently. I don't have a TikTok, but I have the app. And for some reason I'm, I'm permitted to like peruse TikTok without having an app, um, which, and so I go to a couple of different people that I really like for different types of recipes. Um, and both of them are kind of like health, health based, but not like a specific type of health. It's just like, oh, healthy alternatives, like from one of them's a dietitian and one of them's just like very openly just like a mom from San Diego who um, has found these like tips and tricks that work. But she's not like prof- – she's not saying she's a medical professional or anything. Um, anyway, both of these people are just putting out into the world very friendly, very wholesome content that is not, um, you know – professing any diet or diet culture in my mind. Um, And yet they still get a ton – they've gotten a ton of online bullying. And one of them has just said that she – she's posting videos, but she sort of stopped the type that she was making that were, like, more recipe-specific or, like, what she's having for lunch or anything because – and she did take a break. And she said it's because – the bullying really got to her and people have been really awful and um like people have you know made comments about her her weight and her arms and like everything just like oh well obviously her own diet's not working for her and she was like first of all it's not a diet it's just like the way I like to eat and you know it's just really right just being really mean um so that made me sad and then the other and the other woman um posted this is silly but she posted like a huge bowl of shirataki noodles which is something that I sometimes have because I like to eat low carb and these are like noodles that come from it's like a comes from a konjac plant which is like a plant that's found in Japan and it's like mostly water um and uh shirataki means something like flowing water or something like that um pretty yeah. And they're so whatever. They're like mostly water noodles. Um, but I definitely at the beginning was looking them up when I discovered them being like, what sorcery is this? They're like zero calories and they're um don't have a whole lot of carbs and whatever. Um, but so she posted these the shirataki noodle and it recipe and it caught my attention because I'm I'm a shirataki noodler sometimes. She's um, a noodler. I'm a noodler. Um and I remember like kind of laughing to myself thinking like that bowl of shirataki noodles does not actually look appetizing. <laughs> like if this was like most of her recipes or her tips are good and that one I was like I don't think I'm going to even try that. Um but hey, I also then I just went right on living my life and like promptly forgot about it. Anyway, apparently she got a ton of hate and bullying and people are like just we're just being so rude to her that she she just sent a, re- a response video that was like, "Okay, trolls, not letting you have this one. Like, here's why this is healthy and here's why this is not like a diet culture food and here's all these things." And you know, I I I think I've said this before when I kind of was talking about people being really nasty about like low carb and keto, which is, you know, whatever. But it just feels like there are certain realms of space where bullying is seen to be okay. Um, And one of those places is like healthy eating Um, because – and and it's from people a lot of the time who are just like on, I want to say like quote unquote our like liberal side of the aisle generally. I think it's people who – feel that they have a green light to be judgmental and nasty about what other people choose to eat. Um, And it's all under the guise of being like, don't promote diet culture. 
if you're if you're hungry, you should eat something. It's like no one's saying you shouldn't, like you know, or or concentrate on people who are actually being toxic or promoting some sort of really toxic diet culture. Which I'm sure there are those people, and no, it's like the diet pills and shit. Oh, diet pills, diarrhea and tea, tea. tea that makes you lose weight. <laughs> yeah, like like stuff that the Kardashians were peddling for sure. Tell them not to do that and put out all the right information. But if there are people who have like who have like I am always craving new recipes and new ways to like enjoy food that's healthy and balanced and like not necessarily not like low fat or like no carb. I'm just like, give me give me like a diversity of ideas. And TikTok has done that in so many ways. And these women have done that. Um, and I and they're like they're imperfect. They'll be like, oh, this is I know this is kind of like a ton of this or a ton of that, but like let's just have fun with it, or it's Thanksgiving, or let's just, you know. Everything about them is like fun and wholesome and helpful above all for me. Um, and I I get very frustrated with people on our side in our camp generally who who take these women and drag them down all under the guise of like you're like like I'm I'm like a warrior for like um, you know fat acceptance or something. Which is by the way, that's no one is you can be someone who's like part of the like fat acceptance movement. Like we shouldn't live in a fat phobic society. We should be, we can be body positive or body neutral, but we can also consume uh, content that's like, Hey, I, I, I am body neutral. I just want to, you know, I can't claim that I am. I'm all, I'm all constantly trying to like attain a specific body image, which we've talked about. But like, I think that you can be those things and consume like recipe development and like meal plan ideas that are balanced from people on the internet. And, and there are a lot of people that are just sharing what they're doing and they're not trying to be anything other than like a helpful fucking person who's like, why don't you try this? Anyway, I just get very defensive about this because I see this bullying and it's brutal. <laughs> and I'm, I'm so impressed that, that people can kind of keep going under like the weight of all of this, of all of this like online hatred. So this is just like a we see you to people who are kind of like the liberal leaning trolls and it's bad behavior, it's bullying, and it should just stop. Just stop or focus your attention on something more worthy. We see you. Get your flowing water noodles, girl. <laughs> Thank you. What if I want that? I've Googled them so many times because I'm like, is this like a toxic nightmare or something? Like, why is this? What's wrong with this? And it's not nothing. Nothing. Just doesn't taste like much. That could be a crime maybe in the food world, but well, you can dress you them have, up. You dress it up. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I eat tofu because I don't eat meat and it's a thing and on right. its own. It's not offering much, but oh, marinate that bad boy. Okay, now we're having fun. Now we're having Um, put a little sauce on it. Sauce it. I've perfected my my tofu recently. Anyway, I digress. (laughs) Going over to Maryland, Cambridge, Maryland. Um, The mayor there, Andrew Bradshaw. Um, is a little shit. Um, thankfully, uh, was arrested for the revenge porn that they were posting um wow so posted nude photographs of a former partner on reddit of course of course um using racial slurs and sexually explicit language um made a bunch of different usernames and accounts to do so went into different subreddit forms that were related to humiliation degradation uh race and just went uh 
went apeshit there just posting these nude photographs of someone that he had been dating who obviously did not give permission for him to share those photographs and he went ahead and posted them all over reddit and he's been charged with 50 counts of um violating the state law banning revenge porn um and i'm glad that there are these revenge porn um laws in place now in a lot of places Mm -hmm. um because it is not i mean one we all know at this point if it's if it's been on the internet it is it's out there forever even if it gets deleted um it's forever forever there and if you do not want photos of yourself naked shared with the world and they are shared with the world um it is incredibly uh i mean it's devastating they've done um studies on the consequences of revenge pornography um and victims of it and it's similar to those who are victims of child pornography um they have heightened anger guilt paranoia depression increased rates of suicide Mm -hmm. deterioration in personal relationships feelings of isolation i mean just imagine if you didn't want photos of yourself naked shared on the internet and someone shared them all over the fucking internet Mm. including with demeaning comments about you um and then if someone looked up a photo of your face and did a reverse image search they could just find that right it would be i would constantly be paranoid um it would be depressing it would be all of those things Mm -hmm. so it's not just a matter of oh it's embarrassing no it can it literally um causes people to kill themselves so i'm glad that there are consequences for this now and Mm -hmm. fuck the mayor of cambridge andrew bradshaw um glad he was arrested and i'm so sorry to his former partner who has to deal with the lifelong consequences of this so we see you andrew we see you and yeah that that is like one of the i don't know like my nightmare i mean like really i can i i can see how this would be i mean it is a lifelong thing then that you have to deal with and it's like a permanently embarrassing shameful or like you shouldn't feel shame but like of course that's a natural response people will shame you and people will shame you right God, we're yeah, we're a very shamey society, and that actually transitions to my last we see you, which is actually I've just bumped my last we see you and late and breaking because my boyfriend just sent me a screenshot of this article from the New York Post as a joke, but now I just clicked on it, I just went and found it, and now that's my we see you. <laughs> okay, um, the New York Post actually ran an article. <laughs> um, Cold weather can cause winter vagina, and it's bad news for your sex life. <laughs> winter um, vagina. Winter vagina. Now, this is the type of bullshit that I, I would redirect all the trolls who are trying to just, like, berate women who are putting out, like, totally non-offensive recipes. Um, and I expected that this would be written by a man, but it's not. It was written by a woman. But it really feels like it's written by a man who's, like... I want my my girlfriend to be like hotter and like have more sex with me basically is the vibe of this because they're talking about she talks about winter vagina um and things that happen uh to your vagina when like dry autumn and winter air deplete the moisture from our bodies um and uh our vagina can also enter drought mode during this time too drought mode drought mode drought mode <laughs> um like the and by the way dr jen gunter who is a um she has written a great book on the vagina and she said that um 
like she disagrees that winter or summer vaginas are a thing, which is like kind of all I need to hear. This article is like Dr. Jen Gunter disagrees. It's like, okay, then I disagree. Like she's yeah. smart. Are you so. a summer or winter vagina? <laughs> yeah. Like who has who has winter vagina? Um, yeah, she says vaginas function quite well in all seasons. Lol, I love her. Okay, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is apparently this winter vagina can be debilitating for women. And again, I apologize if this is a thing and you're feeling it, but I feel like this is like just utter horse shit because they're not really citing a whole lot of science here, New York, New York post. And then here's how here are the top nine tips to make vaginal dryness in the winter, a thing of your past. Oh, spoiler alert. It's a bunch of fucking diet advice and exercise advice. So an apple juice a day. Okay. Well, There are lots of studies that say apple juice is not a healthy weight, like a healthy thing to be fucking drinking. Um, As much as I like it, it's like a very sugary drink. Um, So eat your greens, leafy greens. Here's – this is literally – I can't even handle this. Three is the right right pair of melons – Come on. Come on. A vaginal pH needs to stay in the range of 3.8 to 4.5. So a watermelon's great. A pair of melons. I see what you did there. Bunch of coconuts. Ooh, it's considered a fad drink, but actually can help fight against infections. Fine. The sweet spot. Oh, see what you did there. Can be, you know, orange fruits. So getting enough carotene. Stress less. Um, How can you stress less when you have winter vagina? I'm like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> and then move it. And then don't have... But fragrant bubble baths. So get a ton of exercise. Don't have bubble baths. Eat apple juice. Make sure your melons are all intact. I mean, honestly, who wrote this? This is fucking bullshit. You know, this is this this is the stuff that's like, can we just? Could I just redirect all trolls to like read this stupid shit? Although you know, whatever. Um. Anyway, hope no one's like actually taking advice from this little like New York Post lifestyle. Uh, winter vagina article winter but vagina. uh yeah that's just like a we see that's a massive we see yeah, you there are things to do for vaginal dryness i don't think winter vagina is a thing unless you're like <laughs> always outside and naked then i guess winter but you're pretty your vagina is pretty it's in a pretty consistent it's like, environment it's yeah you know and it's self-regulating um anyway that's interesting. And having too much sugar can interrupt the, the pH of your vagina. Anyway, I yeah. All right. Wow. It was it, there wasn't a whole lot of there wasn't a whole lot of science. There was a lot of uh fun innuendos though and like oh, sure was. Weird little shamey things about like yeah, so anyway. I have a spring vagina. <laughs> I feel that mine's autumnal. She's in her season. <laughs> Pumpkin spice badge. Pumpkin spice pussy. <laughs> Love that. Love that for you. Just as long as it's not a winter vagina. Oh my God. God forbid. Oh, um, good. We yeah. See you. We see you to that. Uh, for a good thing, I was thinking I, I was thrilled to see that there's a Harry Potter reunion special with like the cast to celebrate 20 years of Harry Potter being in the world. Um, whoop, whoop. It's coming out on New Year's Day, so that's what I'm officially doing that day. She's got plans. She has plans. Um, I don't know New if you Year. A, <laughs> it's different. We see you. Oh, we didn't really sync up on that before. <laughs> <laughs> um, one good thing that's also kind of like, ha, huh, 
um, was over in Portugal. There's a new remote work law that makes it illegal to contact employees outside of their working hours. I love that. Which I just, I we could use some of that in America. It's after really 5 could. p.m. Don't call me. Don't call me. Lose my number. It's, it's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal to call me right now. Yeah, lose my number. Oh my god. <laughs> Which obviously, would never happen here. But I just love the the spirit of actually respecting um, non-work hours. You know. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't call me. Get rid of my number. Get rid of my number. Find it again at 8, p- 8 a.m. tomorrow. Yeah. I'll, I'll circle back. Yeah. When I'm back online. <laughs> that is, I like the spirit of that a lot too. We should really be taking some of that more seriously. Really. Yeah. Because it's like there is this idea, I think, with remote work sometimes that people are always accessible. Right. <sighs> we're not. We no. are, but we're not, though. And for the longest time, I would just, like, have my work phone with me, with my, like, next to me and be like, oh, new email or oh, someone called me and, like, respond to things in the night. Yeah. And now it's like I just leave it in my office in the evenings. Yeah. That's it's smart. Like, fuck that. Yeah. 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 Out of, yeah. Out of mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll leave it there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we spent more time on T Swift, Brit, and uh, Rittenhouse, Shittenhouse than um, Chris Pratt. Because we yeah. our Chris Pratt one was long for it being about Chris Pratt. I was looking back like that was an hour yeah. and like 16 minutes or something. It was about Chris Pratt, but it was about so much more than It Chris was about Pratt. so much more, yeah. You know. But today we got into seasonal vagina depression. We did. Everyone look out for those winter vaginas. Yeah, get uh, one of those, those, those lamps, you know, and just your vagina under it warm it sad lamps well you know how you can tend to your winter vagina is um wow. check out check out all the different podcasts and <laughs> romance content on frolic our our podcast network um, great idea <laughs> uh, we are a part of the frolic podcast network find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.com slash podcasts have a good one everybody me. Mm-hmm.